Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pressure Cooker Podcast, where we take a look at all the cooking shows, but right now, just MasterChef. Julia, how are you? Doing good, doing good. Um, this is going to be a double header episode. We got busy last week, so we're just going to talk about the other episode that we missed as well. Yeah, and honestly, like there wasn't that much to talk about it with it. Yeah. So... Let's just get right into it. I'm Will, by the way. Uh, this is Julia. Yeah. And we're in love. So last week, we had <laughs> our first mystery box of the season. Always, Finally. Always a classic. Everyone got a random... Well, well, I guess let's let's get into uh, first order of business here. Mary Jane got like medically evacuated. Yeah, she can't compete anymore for so some undisclosed reason. Uh, I'm worried about her. I hope she's okay. I've I've been on her Facebook. She's she's doing she's fine. alive and well. Okay, but even still, I hope she was okay then. I wonder what yeah. happened. They really um, glossed over it. Yeah, they really they were just like, yeah, she can't be on the show anymore, and we were just like, Aw, oh, okay, bye, and then they just like got right into it. So, getting right into it, um, on our end here, they brought in a legend. They brought in Michael Mina. Um, he owns the Mina Restaurant Group, which operates. 42 restaurants worldwide. He has won a few Michelin stars, some James Beard awards. Um, he's cooked for three U.S. presidents. Um, he's the San Francisco Superman of surf and turf. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, yeah. But we're finally, you know, he comes on. We're finally getting a demo um, from him and Gordon Ramsay. I've been saying that I wanted to see demonstrations from the legends because that's what that's what i want (laughs) what you want from them you want to see them cook not just talk about food right i want to see them cook i want to see them like show off their techniques and their time management and be great inspiration for the home cooks um who have less experience making like restaurant quality dishes the judges are looking for coachable people uh who improve over time and i think that a really good way to teach them is to have these lessons, like have these demos right then and there. I was really happy to see it. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's a good demo. I don't, I, I, I'm sure, I don't really remember it that much, but it was nice to see some experts at work. We saw the challenge here, the mystery box, was going to be everyone receiving a mystery cut of beef. Uh, so the mystery meat challenge. Oh God. Uh, as we call it in the biz. Uh, the reward was a dinner for two at Michael Mina's restaurant in San Francisco, as basically all the rewards have just been like a dinner for two at X restaurant. Except uh, very creative. Except for well, except for the also was it in Vegas or San Francisco? But it doesn't matter anyway. The point is, is um, they had the the competitors had an hour uh, to cook and plate beautifully the surprise cut of beef they were given and. Um, you know, I was really happy to see that Abe got the worst one, and then he did a good job with it, which I was mad about. Yeah, well, let's, yeah, let's, let's touch on Abe, because Abe, who we famously, listeners of the podcast will know that we are not the biggest fan of him, uh, as he is just constantly bringing up how he's been living in all these places, and that makes him really cultured, and a really cool guy, and better than me. Uh, he got the sweet bread, which is like, what is sweet bread again? It's, it's like, it's the pancreas, the pancreas of a calf or a lamb. I see. Um, 
it's, a, a calf in this case. Though. In this case. But it's it's notoriously difficult to make if you've never made it before. There's an outer membrane that has to be removed uh, prior to cooking it. Uh, and so I was like, oh, my God, is he going to take it off? Does he know? Otherwise, it's going to be really gross. Uh, mm. I was almost hoping he didn't so that he would go home. That'd be funny. It would be funny. But then, of course, like, um, Aron Sanchez comes down with Joe and they're like, or whatever, and they're like, hey, yeah, by the way, you should probably, like, do this, this, and this so that it's not bad. And he was just like, okay, I guess. Like, and then did it. And then they were like, blimey, this is good. Wow, you listened to our advice. Like, ugh, like... Like I said, I, I want people to be coachable, but I feel like that's way too much advice. Mm. Like when they're in the middle of the cook, yeah. like too know, much coaching, too much coaching. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I decided to deep fry it because apparently everything tastes better fried was his reasoning, which is sound, accurate. Sound reasoning, sure. I guess. Uh, yeah. I put some butternut, butternut squash puree and coleslaw. Personally, I think the coleslaw should have just like immediately disqualified him, but that's personal preference yeah i'm very anti-coleslaw part of it is because i really just hate mayonnaise and coleslaw has mayonnaise in it and it's just vile yeah yeah but avon's up winning uh i i think a lot of that is just due to the fact that he got what's perceived as the hardest meat to work with yeah and made it not terrible i i like i think it's really like the disadvantages in this competition are really advantages because it like lowers the expectations on you. This is that's a fair thing. I feel like sometimes though, like the disadvantages really, really are good, but that's at least in past seasons. So far, mm. we haven't really seen that here. Yeah, I mean, so far there's been no one given the opportunity to like sabotage someone else. Well, but- sabotage anyway, but. Speaking of people who got, like, the short end of the stick here, we have Anne who got beef cheek, which is traditionally, like, it's 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 a meat that needs to be braised. And so it needs mm-hmm. to be cooked for, like, a long time, low and slow, um, so that it isn't so tough. Um, and she wanted to, she, she was like, I'm going to make this braised beef cheek with polenta. She's going to do it in the pressure cooker um, so that she can try to, like, get that melt-in-your-mouth texture. She said it typically takes six hours to make, which I feel like is a bad idea. And when you only have an hour. Um, well, pressure cooking does drastically reduce the time that it's that is required, but she clearly, like, didn't get the technique right. Um, she just did, She just didn't really do a good job. And so I feel like, you know, this is another one of the harder ones that she screwed it up. <laughs> and it, because it was hard and it's, it's, yeah, it, that's fair, you know? And so I don't think that they gave her, they were actually kind of mean to her. They didn't give her any, uh, leeway here. They were basically like, yeah, so well, I mean, she didn't go home. She didn't go home, but they basically were like, you definitely just don't know how to do this. Like you don't know how to breeze and that you have no technique. Like they said that to her. Yeah. Joe said this is a great example of someone who doesn't know how to braise, which yikes. If you're on a, if you're on a national cooking competition, you should probably know how to do that. Yeah. I just, I feel like, you know, the, the disadvantage like really hurt her here and it wasn't like anything that anyone placed on her intentionally, but it was still, she started in a, at a disadvantage compared to someone like Matt who got filet. Yeah, but 
you know, like we've said, the the easier or like uh, purported better ingredients uh, like filet mignon that should be everyone's what everyone wants to get. But Matt gets filet mignon here and he goes home. Yeah, and because he, um, he's an idiot because he overcooked it. Yeah, he he cooked it and then he put it in the oven. Yeah. Right? Okay. And he was like, you you don't you don't put filet mignon in the oven. Because it's going to dry out. It's going to overcook. And it's like the most tender cut of the whole freaking animal. Like, all you have to do is sear it and just, like, baste it with a little butter and some, like, throw some garlic in there and some herbs. Like, put some rosemary in there. Um, Don't get, don't start talking about garlic around Matt because they don't want to make a chocolate cake. Oh, God, no. Um... You know, I just have to, like, kiss it with some butter, and it'll be delicious. But no! Like, ugh, I, I can't. It just was, it was just a total flop. Like, you get this amazing cut, and then you totally messed it up. What a mistake. Yeah. Last person in the bottom three. Oh, well, I guess, I guess we can do, like, kind of eulogize Matt here. Um, I thought from the auditions that he was going to be, like, a big player, but... He, once the actual competition started, he really did not turn out. Uh, he was in the bottom the week before this. I think just two weeks in a row in the bottom. Just I expected really, like, him to go home. Fate. Yeah, yeah. He really, he really screwed it up here. Yeah. Um. You know, I I just want to like before before we stop talking about him, I just was like, I, they gave him probably like the biggest like most like it's like the worst thing that they could say and they said this is a dish from a restaurant with anonymous cooks so basically like a chain restaurant like ihop like you could just go there and it doesn't matter what they serve you yeah like that's so embarrassing <laughs> that's pretty embarrassing that's just rough i i just i just feel i feel bad for him that he did that on live television you know yeah. it wasn't live television well, not well Sorry, not live television, but he did it on the television, which is still bad. Sure. He'll be okay. People have done worse things on national television. I know, but that's just, that just sucks. Anyway. And our last person at the bottom was Lexi, who made, she had a New York strip. Yeah, she had a New York strip, and she had a really weird Cabernet jam. Like, she had a wine jelly, and... Basically, they were like, yeah, it's overcomplicated. The plate is brown. Like, you had these weird potatoes on there. Oh, yeah, it was really ugly. They were, like, really ugly looking. Like, she didn't know how to cook food for a second there. The steak, though, is nicely cooked, which I think is what saved her. Mm. Because it was bland and, like, just the, the plate overall was, like, really dry. It, like, needed a sauce instead of a weird jelly. Um, like, what's wrong with a uh red wine reduction or something like that uh that's what i always say yeah you don't know anything (laughs) but um but seriously i don't know what what she was thinking with that um but yeah um yeah she she... also said she'd never cooked steak before i think uh which is a common theme with lexi we're noticing where she just doesn't (laughs) she just hasn't cooked anything before yeah It's kind of, it's like, I get it. Like if you're working on a budget, but also like, 
man, you you really should. You, you think you should practice like any of this stuff before going on a cooking competition? Yeah, there's a few things that I think everyone needs to learn how to do before they go on a cooking show. It's not like um, it's like oh, I've never cooked porcupine before. What? This is a real curveball. It's like no, I've never cooked a steak. New York strip, New like, York which strip is like. It's like, I get it if you've like, if you're like on a budget and you've never cooked like a filet. Yeah. But a New York strip, like you can get those at the Kroger and they're fine. You know yeah, what I mean? At the Kroger. At the Kroger. At, at the, the grocery Krog. store. At the Kroger. Um, at the Krog. <laughs> um, but, oh God. Yeah. I was very disappointed but I think that I just keep expecting Lexi to be in the bottom. And we'll talk about that later because, yeah. yeah. They, they always make it seem like she's going to do really poorly. And sometimes she does, but sometimes it's like she oh, surprises okay. us. Yeah. Like, um, she's always like, like, it's either... It's either real hit or miss. Yeah, real hit or miss. That's what I'm looking for Very there. polarizing dishes. Uh, we can touch on the rest of the people. We, we touched on Abe, who who won somehow. Uh, Joseph got his first time in the top three, though. He made a shiso-wrapped flank steak. Uh, what is flank? It just came up as frank steak. Whoops. Frank steak. <laughs> okay, so Google says that flank steak uh, is a cut of beef taken from the abdominal muscles or lower chest of the cow. Cow abs. Yeah, cow abs. <laughs> and what I know about it... Uh, Basically, like, it's relatively long and flat, and it doesn't have, like, a ton of fat on it. Um, yeah. Sounds good. Well, it's very lean, uh, but it's very tough. It needs, like, mm. you need to add fat to it or just prepare it, like, really, really nicely uh, mm. so that it's not gross. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, Jessica did a good job. Seems uh, so. We had Kelsey with the seared skirt steak. Uh, with red salsa and corn and avocado cream. I thought she was going to win. Yeah. Well, I think it's just she she won in the first, in like the top 15 with the monkfish. And they don't want to, they don't want to just give her all the prizes. But they can give her whatever she, they want to give her. Like the thing yeah, is. But they like, want to make it seem like more competitive, I think. I guess so. But like, I'm not nearly as impressed. Even if it's harder, I'm not nearly as impressed by Abe's deep fried <laughs> pancreas no i agree i think joseph and kelsey were like uh, were more impressive like than... i think i was most impressed by joseph only because like it just looked beautiful yeah. um kelsey's i just i wanted to eat it like right now like yeah. joseph's i wanted to photograph like i wanted yeah joseph's i wanted to i wanted to see in a magazine or i would expect to see it like on a like a beautiful billboard I yeah i don't know billboard i don't know something but it's it just looked so good and good. kelsey's i would see it just like a really excellent like weird indie restaurant like downtown like somewhere yeah kelsey just feels like someone who would own a really hipster hipster restaurant yeah yeah it's that vibe. i think that's that's like but her, it's actually good and not life. a gimmick yeah 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 Let's talk about everyone else, though, who was not in the top or bottom. Sure. We had Miles with a T-bone steak. Uh, he said he feels a lot of pressure being from Texas, but he says that they're forgiving people. I don't think that's true. Uh, that was about all we saw from Miles, though. Yeah, we had Tay, who had a top sirloin, and he... Yeah, teriyaki was, glazed. 
Yeah, teriyaki glaze. Not about me. Top sirloin. Um, we had Autumn, who had a ribeye cap um, with an herb and butternut squash puree. Um, she pan seared her steak. That's Will's favorite um, type of cooking method or whatever. Pan searing. Um, Sue had a uh, braised short rib in the pressure cooker. Uh, yeah, we love pressure cooker use on the pressure cooker podcast. I, I do enjoy the pressure cooker use. Uh, when it's feasible and I feel like potentially if she had gotten them in at a reasonable amount of time then you know they they might have been really good but I guess it just wasn't what the judges were looking for that day um Michael I just have written in my notes ribeye yes I don't think I know anything else about what he made seasoned ribeye with a butter base and Italian garlic that's all I had Uh, I have must have been okay. Must have been okay. Alejandro, yeah. I don't even know what cut of steak he got. He had he was... a hanger steak. Oh, okay. He was making tangu steak with domino potatoes. Yeah. I I don't even know what he meant by domino potatoes. Me neither. I think they talked about it in the in the in the episode, but I don't remember. They, were like they like rectangles. made fun of him. Yeah. Yeah, potatoes all gratin or something like that. Oh. Even though that's that like circles and not like uh, not not squares. like squares, but I guess you could do it as squares if you wanted. Yeah. Um. So there's that. I think that's everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't pretty pretty meh episode. Yeah, I feel it like wasn't great. Not really much. You know, just kind of like Matt screwed up, and that that was it. Yeah. Like not a lot of excitement. Um. Yeah. I liked today's or not today, but yesterday's episode. Yeah, I think I liked this the top eleven episode a little better. Uh, this episode was the the pasta challenge. Oh wait, the it is the dreaded pasta challenge that happens in every Master Chef season. I'm surprised it wasn't more specific. Uh, I'm always hoping for a more specific challenge. Yeah, um, it's just like pasta. Like, I think that a filled pasta would have been even more challenging, and it would have really, like, exposed uh, a lot of the uh, technical skills that the chefs have or do not have. Um, yeah. But then really they didn't separated do that. the the pros from the Joes. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Joe, the Joe Bastianich. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, so the legend on... This episode was Nancy Silverton. She's the Italian food queen. Uh, she's an award-winning chef. She's a baker, restaurateur. She owns a famous restaurant in L.A., which is probably, like, arguably her most famous restaurant, Osteria Moza, um, among others in various locations around the world, including Singapore. Um, she has two James Beard Awards, a Michelin star. She's known as the godmother of grilled cheese. She's an icon. Um, yeah. And we got another demo. And we got another demo. Yeah. Uh, they did, it was a demo with Joe, um, Orchiette, uh, in like an anchovy sauce with like broccoli rob. Um, (laughs) broccoli rob is my favorite survivor player. Ew. Oh God. Ew. Um, uh, broccoli Boston rob. Um, (laughs) Broxton Rob. <laughs> Broxton Rob. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, anyway, so they made this beautiful orchietta, which is like, if you've never uh, heard of it, it's basically like a 
like a small pasta shape. Um, and it's kind of like a round shape um, that's flipped inside out uh, so that it holds sauce. And you can get them at your like local grocery store. Um, especially if you have like a Whole Foods near you, you could probably find like shapes like that. But pretty good. I really like uh, Orchiette. But um, anyway, the prize for winning this challenge is a- another VIP dinner at Nancy Silverton's restaurant. Um, yeah. Going back to the demonstration, uh, it was very good. Joseph said it was like, uh, he said it's like watching Ferrari make cars, which I, I don't think is a very good comparison, honestly. I feel like Ferrari makes cars like, you know, assembly line style. Yeah, I don't think Ferrari <laughs> just sits in a factory and like puts together a car like, I think piece Ferrari's by dead piece. Too. Well, that too. <laughs> but say in the scenario Ferrari is alive, I don't think that watching him make a car would be... I think this is a poor analogy. Very poor analogy. Joseph, get better at your your confessional. I think he just didn't know what else to say. It's like, like, yeah, I don't know. What else would you say there? Can you think of like a better thing? It's like watching the the guy at Krispy Kreme make the donuts. Oh, God. See, like, I guess that's way less. uh... I feel like the guy at Krispy Kreme doesn't make the donuts because it's like a machine. That's true. It's also also a machine. That's more similar to Ferrari making cars than it is to this demonstration. At least Ferrari is not getting minimum wage. I guess not. (laughs) I think Ferrari's dead. He's he's, uh, getting... uh, He's still getting... He's, like, dead, and he's still making more than most people in America. He's he's dead and making uh a competitive wage competitive wage. competitive salary yes um so let's let's get into let's get into this who who went home here because this was a big episode for miles right from the jump and he went home it was because, miles all the time yeah mega miles um yeah so it started the episode with miles being like yeah actually i am a youtube gamer yeah and i made a pasta video with virtual reality POV style. And Gordon Ramsay literally was like, yeah, I saw your video, Miles. It has like 46 views. And like... (laughs) (laughs) He was like, congratulations. Uh, Now you have 46 views because I watched it. Oh my God. Uh, Now I went to the video on YouTube. As of recording this, it has about 400 something views. Uh, Also, I assumed that Miles was actually... A professional YouTube gamer, like it was his job. He only has three three thousand subscribers. He so. just this is just like an episode of embarrassment for him. Yeah. Honestly, he he's been exposed. He has been exposed. He made okay. He he here's what he did. He said, "I am making a beef and pork ragu with fettuccine pesto with toasted pine nuts and cherry tomatoes." And I said, "What the actual?" heck is a fettuccine pesto it's a lot of things why don't you just make like i think he was saying like i want to make pesto pasta or like fettuccine in a pesto sauce but he said i'm making a fettuccine pesto and i said Mm. okay so are you putting the (laughs) are you putting the pasta in the blender with the herbs uh but yes no but anyway so he serves it and it's like pesto pasta like the green pesto pasta well first with, of like, all he these gnarly chunks of beef meat sauce on top of it it just looked terrible yeah and in like the process of making it he like messed up the pasta the, the pasta the pesto uh God. because he used finishing olive oil which just made the pesto super bitter he burnt his nuts twice 
uh, <laughs> spurring Gordon to say it's Master Chef, Master Chef Legends, not Master Chef Junior. Sick burn. Sick burn. Gordon said the the finished dish looked bizarre, like two dishes going on at once. It was just, it was a total mess. Yeah, they said it was chaotic. And then Miles himself was like, yeah, actually, it would look bad if you mixed it up. It, it'll look worse than it already looks if you mix it up. Like, you can't even, like, stand behind what you made. Yeah. Like, that's... that's Have some, have some dignity. Ha- yeah, just, like, maybe just, like... Yeah, so he was told that... Uh, by Joe that his dish wasn't even a pasta chip dish. It was just a series of his mistakes, which that's like a top tier. Yeah, a series of his mistakes out. plated on a dish for us to eat. Yeah, it's just uh, that sucks, man. Yeah, but Can't deserved. Feel great. Deserved. Yeah, I mean Miles really deserved to go home here. It's 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 just seemed like an utter disaster, and he hadn't been performing. Honestly, it was just a good time for him to go. Yeah. Um, someone else in the bottom who has seen the bottom before was Alejandro, uh, who made tagliatelle pomodoro with grilled octopus. Uh, yeah, weird pasta combo. was very thin. It looked terrible. Yeah, really I, badly cooked pasta. Probably like the worst pasta. I thought he was going home of... because I thought like he did so bad on his pasta that yeah. like he had to have been going home. Yeah, but no. Um, but I wrote in my notes that his dish looks like red vomit. Like, it really does just look like just really poorly plated, like, overcomplicated, chunky, just gross, basically. Yeah. Nancy did say if it were an octopus competition, he would have won. So, I guess he did the octopus well. But I... It seems like a weird thing to to put on pasta. To me. Well, I think, like, you know, there's a place for it but that's just not the right way to do it yeah it's just not the right way to do it they're saying it was like the wrong pasta for that type of dish so maybe maybe it would have been better with a different type of pasta yeah last person in the bottom three was michael uh who i forgot was still on the show oh my god yeah so he he's from jersey and so he's like i have italian heritage i'm gonna make gnocchi and i was like oh that's cool he's making gnocchi if it's gonna be really good like if it's good then he's gonna win because that's like totally Big swing. Yeah, it's like it's like a very different uh I'm I'm always like I'm really impressed when you get a fresh pasta challenge and they have like three fresh pasta save, save me a slice. slice. Uh you know in a fresh pasta challenge I I want there to be I want it to be like a filled pasta challenge because I feel like doing like a fettuccine or a tagliatelle, or a pappardelle. Um, those are just, like, they're just, like, you know... They're easy. They're easy. They're safe. Like, I want to see people make the gnocchi. I want to see people make... Ravioli. Raviolis and stuff like that. And, you know, that paid off, like, that, that paid off for one of the people we're going to talk about in a minute in the top... But I was hoping for better for this for Michael's gnocchi. Um, but you know, Gordon was saying his gnocchi were too big. Yeah, the dense sauce and lumpy in the middle. Yeah, he just made them too big, and so they yeah. didn't cook correctly. Yeah, the texture was not great. The flavor was pretty boring. But he cooked his lobster really well. He made what did he make? He made poached lobster with crispy pancetta and peas and butter sauce they didn't like the butter either yeah he like he must have like not quite 
you know, there's definitely a big difference between, like, brown butter and, like, butter. And they were saying, like, it's kind of just, it's kind of just, like, butter that you would get at, like, the Red Lobster, like, with your, with your crab or lobster or whatever. And, like, to dip it in. And that's not what the sauce is supposed to be like. Like, a brown butter sauce has, like, a nutty flavor because, like, um... I was about to say, because it's brown. Oh, <laughs> like, that's I see. not... I was like... <laughs> I um, see. But it's it's just different. It just has, like, a better... It's not just... It doesn't taste just like your mama's, like, parm and butter noodles at home. Like, it's got a more, like, refined flavor. And I think that's what they were hoping for and then didn't get. Um, basically... I knew Michael wasn't going to go home. I thought that Alejandro was going to go home just because, like, he really effed up this pasta. But we 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 saw too much of Miles Yeah, today. just based on the edit, it, they were <laughs> finally giving him a chance to talk about his YouTube career. So his that was, that was his, uh, the smoking gun. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the, the, the top, top people, though. Uh, also, all men in the bottom, all women on the top, which we love to see. It was also a top... Four today. Yeah, top again, four. Which was weird again. I still don't like uh, that, but that's another yeah. story. Winning for the first time was Autumn, who made a lemon ricotta and beet tortellini with white wine and leek sauce, beets, and pea tendrils. What are pea tendrils? They're just like these tiny microgreens. Like people use them as like garnishes. It's it's not that serious. I don't think they really taste like anything. <laughs> but okay, um, didn't seem like a significant part of the dish. But yeah, I was no. just wondering because I'd never heard of that that term. Yeah, you've probably maybe had them at like a fancy restaurant before, mm. like on something as a garnish. Mm, but maybe. Yeah, um, it looked great. They said it tastes as good as it looks. Aron was like, "Have you ever been on a date with a a really pretty girl and then you kissed her and it was like not what not as good as you were expecting?" And everyone was like, what are you talking about? But he was he was say- basically saying it's it's not like that. It tastes as good as it looks. Oh, God. But uh, basically, like, I was just so impressed. Here we are. Here, here I am talking about the pasta again. But she makes tortellini, which I think technically is actually tortelloni because tortellini is traditionally, like, served in broth. And, tortel- and tortellini is usually filled with meat. And hers were filled with cheese, which is a tortelloni. Not a tortellini. Wow. But anyway. Coming the, from a real Italian. The point is, is that. Well, she is also the, Italian. Yeah, she is also Italian. But the point is, is like the shape of the tortellini is arguably like one of the hardest pasta shapes to make. Right. It is very challenging to get that like, like perfect, like wing. Look. What's it shaped like? It looks like a little paper paper boat kind of it looks like like uh a it looks like when you make like a paper sailor's hat yes like a newspaper uh, i think that's hat. what i was thinking of actually yeah and then it has this triangular like wing tip off of it um and it's very challenging to make um but she nailed it she nailed it i was so impressed uh, my cat is gonna mess up my flip flops again. Can you get that? Thanks. Um, <laughs> but it 
the tortellini shape was perfect. She had a great sauce. It was well balanced. It was refined. All the right things that you want to hear. Nancy Silverton was like, this is perfect, girl. It's delicious. And it, it tastes as good as it looks. It's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, she wins and she deserves to win. Yeah. Uh, happy to see her do well. She said her, her Nana just died recently and would have been so proud of her. It was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not looking forward to losing my Nona, but, uh, you know, I, I feel for her. Like my grandma. I bet her grandma's just like yours. I bet she is. My, my grandma Joyce is an icon and she's taught me probably half the things I know about cooking and about life. And she's like the most Italian woman I've ever met in my life that wasn't like Italian American, like Boston, New Jersey, like vibes. But she, I feel like if I went on MasterChef and I made perfect tortellini, my grandma would be like trying to call me and break down my door. Like, give me some, give me some right now. (laughs) Like she would, (laughs) she would, I, I would be, I would be so proud of myself if I were autumn. Yeah, absolutely. And she seems like a great gal. Love her. I love her. I love her um, weeb self. Yeah. Such a weeb. She posted a picture of herself on Instagram. I follow her on Instagram now uh, from when she was seven. And she was just like surrounded by Pokemon stuff. That's amazing. Like, it's nothing... just like your little brother. Yeah, it's just like my little brother and me when I was that age. Uh, back in the, the top the top for the third time in four episodes is Kelsey, uh, who's really Not just surprised. crushing it out here. She's clearly the front runner at this point she made a tagliatelle with lobster peas and tarragon tarragon cream sauce uh what is tagliatelle julia uh tagliatelle is basically just like um it's like fettuccine but i believe it's just slightly wider it's like gotcha. the middle ground between a pappardelle and a uh a fettuccine yeah it, it looks a lot like fettuccine to me so yeah I, I get that yeah uh Lobster was really well done. I don't think they really had any complaints. Uh, we had Anne, who it seemed like might have been struggling earlier on in the episode. Um, she had like a... <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so what? sorry. I just saw in your notes, gnocchi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, like, no, no. I didn't know how it was spelled the first time. No, it was spelled N-Y. <laughs> N-Y-O-K-I. No, yes. no. It's so funny. Gnocchi. Yes. I mean, does it, it doesn't sound like it's G-N-O-C-C-H-I. It's because it's in Italian. Yeah. Because, oh my god. Oh my yeah. god. If it was like Gnocchi. a Japanese dish. <laughs> N-Y-O-K-I. Gnocchi. Code Nyoko. <laughs> no, it sounds like a Pokemon. Speaking of Pokemon, but anyway. Code Nyoki. Nyoki. We had Anne in the top, made Popperdell. Yep, she made a... Pappardelle with pancetta, asparagus peas, and she said it was finished in a cream sauce. Uh, judges were like, "Yeah, it's very simple. It's classic. It wasn't yeah. a risk. It, it was wasn't like, not risky at all, but, but good. it was perfectly done, and so it pays off, right? Yeah. Um, it was an exercise in texture. Joe was like, "I would have taken off either the asparagus or the peas," and then Nancy whispered to Gordon, "I think you should stick to winemaking." So we love a good dig on Joe. I think mm-hmm. Nancy should come back and make more more joe roasts uh would i love just, that joe roastkin if you will oh no 
if you and I won't. <laughs> and I won't. <laughs> and I won't. You shouldn't. Um. Yes, we have, we have Anne, Autumn, Kelsey, and Lexi. Surprise, Lexi, who earlier on in the, this episode was like, "I've never cooked pasta before." No, no, she she's cooked pasta, but she's never made fresh pasta, which is a, a important distinction in this case. I see. Uh, but I, this is one again one of those things that you need to practice before you go on a national cooking show um where live tv sure but if you go on a national cooking show that historically has had a fresh pasta challenge in literally every season and fresh pasta only takes eggs and flour and if you want to say oh i can't do this on a budget yes you can yeah you can and I say this with a lot of gusto, despite me never making fresh pasta in my entire yeah. life. I just, I know it's... N- but it's, I would. But I would if I had the time. <laughs> but the point is, is like, you know, I don't, I'm not going on MasterChef. You are. So practice. Yeah. It's like when people go on Survivor and they without like taking swimming lessons like you're gonna have to swim yeah you're on fiji every five seconds you're on fiji <laughs> like in fiji whatever you know what i meant be quiet you're on the land you're on the sea <laughs> um but anyway uh yeah she, she made lasagna with italian I was, sausage i was like you're really gonna make lasagna in an hour you're a fool like yeah. literally i as soon as she said it the words out of my mouth were you're going home girl like this yeah. is a mistake but you know, they said in the beginning of the episode, they were like, you know, we we want you to make like a humble pasta dish, you know, something that's filled with love because that's like what Italian cooking is all about. Right. Um, and she really she really did it. She made like a basic red sauce from scratch. She made the lasagna sheets, obviously from scratch, because that's the challenge. And she just layered that with ricotta and Italian sausage the judges loved it. They yeah, loved it. I mean, we're picking on Lexi a lot, but it, it was honestly pretty impressive. It looked really good. Yeah, it looked good. It made me want to make lasagna, which I do not make ever. Yeah. It's just too much work. I just can't believe she did it in an hour. Yeah. I feel, was... like, I feel like at this point, Lexi is going far. I, I don't see her winning just because of the inexperience, but I think they really like her story. And I think she is really talented. Yeah, I think that she's talented. Like, um... She just has, like, the the special touch yeah you know, like she, natural ability yeah and there's not there's there's nothing wrong with uh being an experienced if you can like taste everything you're cooking and like just have like instinct stop eating my food cat um if you just have instinct that's not something that you can like be taught you know yeah uh so i think she she can be taught all the other things but she has chef instinct um and that sets her apart. Um, yeah. Making that lasagna was a huge risk. And it, it you know. It paid off. It paid off. Uh, although I am I am kind of disappointed that um, she didn't win. But then again, I was like, yeah, but Autumn made. Yeah, I was rooting for Autumn. <laughs> I was so. rooting for Autumn and Autumn made this beautiful thing. And then, but I just thought it was just so out of the box and like so like unlikely, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we can briefly touch on the other four who are neither in the top nor the bottom. We had Abe, who made ravioli stuffed with pea and goat cheese. I'm sure it was, uh, he picked it up uh, from his brief time in Florence. Oh, God. Uh, with a sage brown butter sauce. 
Yeah. yeah, I was I was impressed with the ravioli. Um, he went for it. He went for it. He just didn't. He must have just not hit the mark. Uh, you got Tay, who made also a ravioli, but it was a crab, like Cajun crab ravioli. It sounded so good. It looked weird though like on the plate yeah, it and did the, look weird. the reason why they didn't pick him was because it looked weird on the plate they um Aron sanchez was like it looks fragmented and they were yeah. right it just if he had just like put the raviolis in the sauce and then like topped it with the little whatever it would have been pretty yeah. and nice we had sue with the lamb ragu with pappardelle pasta it was her first time cooking a non-asian dish she probably just didn't like it just probably like wasn't seasoned well enough is my mm-hmm. guess but because i feel like if she had done poorly with the pasta she would have been in the bottom um yeah. the pasta was probably fine yeah i'm sure she seems like very good with technique yeah i think she's like very teachable sure. as well um and joseph uh who yeah. made a tagliatelle Telly, tagliatelle yeah with lamb meat sauce which we didn't really get much from him yeah i just was like it's probably just a little too basic for the judges yeah didn't seem very flashy but which can be fine but yeah, can be fine but sometimes you just gotta gotta swing for the fences if you want to if you want a home run yeah and autumn uh did just that and nailed it good for her happy good for, for her. her we love her yeah Good stuff. Good stuff. I think I think the second episode that we talked about was definitely a uh, more entertaining. Oh, for sure. Uh, I just where are the team challenges? Yeah, give it to me. Yeah, I just don't. I don't get it. the The team challenges, like with the pressure test, are like the best episodes of the show. I agree. I don't know what they're doing this season. I I think it's it really is. I I know we talked about this like the first week, but it it really is diminishing the quality of the show. And, like, giving us less to talk about with there only being just one challenge a week. Well, it's that. And it's, like, obviously they're not, like, making the show for us to just talk about it. But, like, I... But I think it's making the show less enjoyable As someone who's seen the other seasons, I expect these things, like, from the show. And if I'm not going to get them, then I at least want it to be better than it was. And it's not. Like, yeah. I don't care that you brought on the Legends. Like, like cool, they're, like, now doing demos, and they're now, yeah. like, a little bit more involved. But it's, like, it's just, like, a, a guest judge. Like, it's not about the Legends, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, ugh, Like, they're, they're just there. They're just there. Like, they have, they always have, like, a celebrity chef come on the show. Yeah. Just because it's a celebrity chef every single week doesn't make it, like, different. Yeah, it's not a whole concept to base the, a season around. The judges are already celebrity chefs. Yeah. Like, how is this different except that we're seeing new faces? Like, if I wanted to see new faces, I would just say Rotate Joe or Aron out once in a while, because this is a yeah. Gordon Ramsay show. Um, rotate them out once in a while, every couple seasons, and give me back Christina Tozzi, and yeah. yeah. I, like, That's our weekly rant about the format. Yeah. Um, hope it gets better. Hope they hear all the complaints, maybe change it up next season. But as it is, we're we're riding it out. And bad Master Chef, not even bad Master Chef, like okay Master Chef is better than no Master Chef, I'll say. I agree with so, that. We'll talk to everyone next week. If we feel like recording next week, if there's not that much to talk about, we'll probably just do another uh do another two in one like we did here. Because it, it you know, we got through this in like forty five minutes. Definitely not 
that much to talk about with these episodes. Yeah, I'm really hoping that they put in uh, some team challenges coming up, yeah. especially as there's, like, less people. Yeah, I just want, like, big decisions, like the giving disadvantages or, like, some drama with the teams. That's what we really need. I really here. want the drama. We like, need the drama. It's a reality TV show. Like, yeah. let's go. Yeah, it's not a documentary, baby. Anyway. This we'll talk to you all next week. Has been a good. Or Bye. later. Bye.